Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Proverbs 26 20. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week, We've got some hot, hot goss for you. We've got some gossip time. We've got a little a little nugget of information about that person who we're actually friends with, but who we just can't resist talking about. That's right. It is time to talk about the sin of gossip, the horror of gossip, the way gossip turns you into an objectively terrible person. But we're going to do this not by looking at a book, but by looking at two books that are the exact same book, except for the title. We're going to look at the Berenstain Bears Gossip Gang from 2011 and the Berenstain Bears Truth About Gossip, also from 2011. Wait a minute, hold on. The Berenstain Bears Gossip Gang from 2011 and the Berenstain Bears Truth About Gossip, also from... Also from 2011? How does this work? Wait a minute. It's the the gossip. Wait, hold on. I'm going to Google this real quick. The Berenstain Bears Truth About Gossip. Uh, do, do, do. Looking this up. Berenstain Bears Truth About Gossip. Let me find the copyright. This will clear things up a little bit. Uh, there we go. Uh, 2018. Uh But wait a minute, then why does the truth about gossip not say 2018 on the inside? Why does it still say 2011? I think these are the exact same book. The Berenstain Bears Gossip Gang and the Berenstain Bears Truth About Gossip are both living lights stories from Zonder Kids. They're faith stories, except Gossip Gang doesn't say a faith story underneath it. It just says living lights. The covers are similar. They've got sister looking worried and glancing over her shoulder at her friends, Lizzie Bruin and what's that girl's name? Lizzie and Susie. What is Susie's last name? We haven't said it in a while. Uh, Well, she's glancing over her shoulder at Lizzie and Susie. But in the Gossip Gang, we see Lizzie and Susie right over her shoulder, snickering and pointing at her. And in The Truth About Gossip, we just see Lizzie and Susie chummily walking away down a sunny dirt road. But the picture of Sister is exactly the same. It's the exact same. It's just cut out and replaced onto another... What I'm saying is these are the exact same book with different titles. I'm belaboring this point. These are the exact same book, but with different titles. The Truth About Gossip and The Gossip Gang. And I was confused about this. I was really confused about this. I read it and I was like, well, usually if, the, if, a, if, a, if a book is the same as another book, there are, there are frequently substantial differences. Uh, the, the, the wording inside will be different. One will simply be a religious version with some Bible quotes thrown in. Uh, or it's, you know, it's a different format. It's a board book. It's an easy reader. Usually something, but there is no substantial difference between these two books. So I got online and I wrote to Mike Berenstain as I am wont to do. And I said, hey, Mike, uh, I'm just curious about the truth about gossip and the gossip gang. Is there a reason that the title changed, you know, several years later? And uh, eagerly awaited a response. And I got a response, which I will let you know the answer to at the end of this episode. But first, I want to talk about 
this book. I want to talk about the Gossip Gang. I want to talk about the truth about gossip. Uh, and I want to talk about that opening quote. Without wood, a fire goes down. And without gossip, a quarrel dies down. It's, it's a proverb. Uh, and that, that, shockingly enough, that is the that is kind of the, the, the theme of this book. I mean, there's no quarrel in the, I mean... I guess there is a quarrel in the book, and it is caused by gossip, so I'm wrong there. Okay, this there is a quarrel in this book, and it is caused by gossip. It's very brief, and it doesn't last very long, but uh, it's, it's shocking to me how, uh, how applicable the Bible quotes in this book are compared to some of the ones we've gotten in the past. It's almost as if the Bible actually does have quite a few things to say about the pernicious nature of gossip. <laughs> it's almost as if... In a small community, that's an issue that you have to talk about. <laughs> it's almost as if uh, families and friendships have been torn apart by gossip, and that's a thing that goes back as far as the beginning of human civilization, gossip. Uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the nature of gossip, simply that uh, gossip is, uh, by definition, an, a neutral term. Gossip is simply the discussion of people uh, when they are not present amongst other people. Uh, usually the spreading of information about that person when they are not when they are not present. Uh, but it can also just be talking about that person. But usually it's the spreading of information, like uh, uh, frequently portrayed as un, you know, like unsubstantiated information. Rumor. It is the spreading of r- rumor. But I don't want to confuse rumor with gossip. Not all gossip is about rumor. Gossip can also be about things that we are we are sure about, uh, but you can still gossip about it behind a person's back. Now, gossip, of course, is is usually portrayed, and is and in this book is portrayed as a, as a universal negative. It's a, it's an absolute negative. Uh, no good comes of gossip. But there have actually been studies that have shown that gossip, especially in excuse me, especially in early communities, uh, and just in small communities in general. Gossip was a way of relaying information, of spreading information. Now, sometimes, of course, that's bad, but sometimes it's very good. Gossip is a way of spreading information about, say, uh, political and uh, social uh, movements that otherwise there was no way to spread the information. It was a, it was a safer way of spreading information than being public and talking about it in the open. Uh, so gossip was a way of of safely spreading information among those people who you trusted. And there are there is a school of thought that gossip, the the, like the development of the of the social practice of gossiping, uh, helped. Uh, increase like like helped societies like grow uh, helped uh, lower class like people on the lower rungs of society um, disseminate information and uh, help movements form you know and before mass media before mass communication we had gossip and of course gossip gone as I said gone gone unchecked can lead to negative things but uh, as a as a as an entity, it is it is inherently a neutral thing. So what we are discussing today is negative gossip, is destructive gossip, gossip that doesn't serve a greater purpose, uh, and that is the gossip that we see discussed in the Bible, uh, in in both the Old and New Testaments. Uh, gossip is portrayed as as an as a, as a as a as a flat negative. Uh, I believe when gossip is not a negative, it is referred to as something else. But uh, but traditionally speaking, just traditionally speaking. It is a neutral term, but we are going off the negative. Now, what is the Berenstain Bears gossip? We've got a lot to talk about. What is the Berenstain Bears gossip gang about? Uh, the Berenstain Bears gossip gang takes us back to Sister Bear and her good friends, Lizzie and Susie. Lizzie Bruin and Susie Wasname. Can't think of her last name. 
Uh, they don't tell it in the book, which is funny. Uh, but it talks about what great friends they are and how they like to bicycle together, how they like to jump a rope, how they like to kick a soccer ball, uh, play their Super Nintendo. Uh, it's very clearly a Super Nintendo that they're playing. Uh, uh, play dolls or just hang out and chill. Just chill under a tree. They're good friends. They enjoy spending time together, even if it's not a structured activity. They're just they're friends. They are little friends. And uh, when they hang out together and just chit-chat, they like to talk about all kinds of TV shows, their siblings, their parents, their pets, uh, their favorite toys, uh, games they played, the songs they like to listen to. They just chit-chat, chit-biggity-bop, skiddly-scat about anything. But they also like to talk about other people, their friends. Uh, so Lizzie shares a little bit of hot goss that Queenie has a crush on Too Tall, but that Too Tall has frequently, recently, been into Bonnie Brown. So we have the reintroduction of Bonnie Brown. Uh, I believe we've mentioned her before in these stories, but she pops up every now and then. Bonnie Brown, of course, a character introduced in the chapter books as a potential love interest to Brother Bear. She is Squire Grizzly's niece. She is an actress and a model from Big Bear City who has moved to Bear Town to live with her aunt and uncle, uh, Squire Grizzly and Lady Grizzly. And she and Brother Bear become strong friends. They briefly date. But there's a spark between the two of them. Uh, and it's interesting that she is reintroduced into these books, into the Living Lights books, uh, not as a necessarily connected to brother. She is simply a, a, another, another cub. They have her dressed in a frilly, uh, like, a, like a top with sort of a scalloped, not scalloped, I don't know what that is. The, the bottom is, it's a, it's a patterned bottom. It's interesting. It's not, a, it's not a top you generally see in Beartown. She's wearing the prerequisite headband, but it's a tied headband. It's not just a, it's not just a band around her, far, around her head. It's tied in the back, so it's a little, it's a little more loosey-goosey. And uh, she's got the hoop earrings. That means she's a she's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. She's in Brothers Great. And we see Queenie. Queenie has a ring of a string of pearls. She has a double layer shirt, or maybe it's a shirt with a band at the bottom. Uh, jeans and, and the headband and hoop earrings. But uh Bonnie looks a little dreamier. Like a little like not dream like, oh she's so dreamy, but like a little more lost in her own thoughts. Uh Too Tall is staring at her with lust. And Queenie is staring at Too Tall with lust. So they're they're, they're chit-chatting and skilly bopping about their friends. It says uh that the, it says that sister and her friends were too young to have crushes. They're too young yet, but they, they like to talk about them. And I like that little hint at uh, at their uh, ad pre-adolescent development. Like that's a thing that you go through when you're a kid. Like you're like, I don't know how I feel about you know other cubs my age or other you know cubs in general, be it of the same gender or opposite genders or any genders. But uh, but I know that it's a thing, and so I like to. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting ready for it. Kind of, kind of, kind of priming the whole, priming the whole engine, getting ready to to start having crushes by by thinking about them. Uh, so it's a little, a little harmless gossip. They're talking about cubs who are not in their grade level, but who they know of, who are at their school. But then Susie mentions a new cub at school, uh, and this is the part that blew my little mind. His, did you ever get a load of that new cub at school? His name is actually Teddy Bear. And they laugh at this new cub's name. And then they remind us that Susie had been a new cub what, not too long ago. She doesn't seem to remember that she hated being teased when she was a new cub. Now, this page blows my mind because Teddy Bear... Okay, so <laughs> in order for Teddy Bear, in order for Teddy Bear to be a funny name in bear country, in bear world at all, for it to be funny that you would name your child Teddy Bear, 
that means that the concept of the teddy bear has to exist, that a stuffed bear has to exist, that everyone calls the teddy bear, okay? All right. But in order for there to exist within bear world, the concept of the teddy bear, that means that they had to have had a president named Teddy Roosevelt, okay? Because that is whom the teddy bear is named after. And that in order for there to be a teddy bear, the concept of teddy bear, not only did they need a president named Teddy Roosevelt, that president had to have been known for hunting bears. Because the story is that Teddy Roosevelt refused to shoot a bear cub, and then in order to popularize that story, they made a bear calling it the Teddy Bear and sold that bear as a little marketing thing. I don't know if the story is true, but the story exists. So that means they had a president who hunted children, and that the president one day was like, I refuse to hunt this child. And they're like, Ray, we'll name, we'll name a doll after the boy you refused to kill, and we'll call it a Teddy Bear. I'm just saying that the origins of the teddy bear and bear world are a bit darker than they are in our world. Okay, so then sister is like, hey, I saw Anna Bruin. No relation to Lizzie, I guess. Uh, I saw Anna Bruin, and you know what? She's putting on weight. She's getting a little chonky. She's becoming a bit of a chonk. And they all giggle. And then sister is like, well, let's see you guys. I thought they were at school. <laughs> I don't know. They're, I guess they're walking home from school. Sister goes home for dinner. And says, you know, she likes talking with Lizzie and Susie. It makes her feel special and in the know. I really like the way this book is setting up the concept of gossip. Like, not only why we do it, but how it makes you feel. She, so Susie's sister feels like, okay, she's part of a little network of friends. Again, not necessarily a bad thing. You like to feel part of your friend group. You like to feel like you're privy to things. This is also the basis of why people fall for conspiracy theories, by the way. You like to feel like you're part of a group. And you like to feel like you know things other people don't. So they're back at home. They're setting the table. I also want to point out, just like all the Living Lights books, this is a beautifully illustrated book, by the way. The character design is great. Uh, the setting is beautiful. The colors really pop. Um, so they're setting the table, and uh, Papa spreads a little hot goss himself. Not the hottest of goss. But he says that uh, he heard from Herb the Mailman that, he, that Herb the Mailman saw Mayor Honeypot throw a banana peel out of his car window, littering. And Mama's like... You shouldn't talk, like, don't spread stories. Like, that's not cool, Papa. And he's like, yeah, I guess that's not cool. I thought it was interesting, but I guess it's pro it may not even be true. Herb the Mailman, notorious liar. Never trust a mailman. That's not what it is, but it's true. Uh, that's not true. Don't do not do that. Don't spread that. Don't spread that gossip. Mailman, mailman are not all liars. Male ladies. I'm kidding. It's not, that's just gossip. It's bad rumor. Do not spread the gossip. I'm teaching you a lesson right now as we speak. Sister's like, what's gossip? Again, sister... Where have you lived? Mom is like, okay, so gossip is when we tell stories about others, especially stories that make them look bad. And I like that Mama differentiates. She's like, sometimes you tell stories about other people, but this is particularly stories that sort of give you a leg up socially. It's something that we do to make ourselves feel special, but it can be very hurtful. So you can hot goss about Elizabeth Olsen, and that's probably not that hurtful. Elizabeth Olsen is not within your sphere, your social sphere. Elizabeth Olsen does not know you. Elizabeth Olsen will never know you. You will die one day, and Elizabeth Olsen will not care at all, unless you die in a spectacular fashion that makes the news. Eliz and, that, and she gets this news, which she might not because she's Elizabeth Olsen. But Elizabeth Olsen will never hear your gossip, will never, hear, will never run into any of your friends. Your friends could die, and Elizabeth Olsen will never care. Uh, she could even find out, and she still won't care. Elizabeth Olsen, I've heard, does not care about death. That's just gossip. Don't spread it. Don't spread the gossip. 
And, uh, and then Mama says, or as the Bible says, gossip separates close friends. And you know what? So I checked on it just to make sure, just to make sure that we're not lying here. And, uh, and uh, it's true. Proverbs 16.28, a perverse person stirs up conflict. And a gossip separates close friends. So the Bible is using gossip as a, as a noun, not, well, I mean, it's still a noun, but not a, as a direct person, not, it's saying that a person is a gossip, not that the concept of gossip separates close friends, but a perverse person stirs up conflict or spreads dissension. And a gossip, a gossip separates close friends or divides close friends. And, uh, and, uh, and this is part of a sort of a, there's a lot of proverbs that are like, uh, that people about sowing discord or being a hot-tempered person who likes to stir up trouble, or uh, or a person with evil speech. So there's a lot in Proverbs about, like, chilling out, minding your own beeswax, not trying to stir up stuff in your town. Um, in fact, if you look at the whole, if you look at the whole thing, not the whole thing, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, uh, starting Proverbs, so it, it's sort of like showing you, like, the different types of people that, you know, like, it's sort of like going through this list, I don't know the whole, like, the, the, the section is titled, uh, you know, in later versions, the reply of the tongue is from the Lord. It's that section. Um, it says, a, a worthless man digs up evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. Hold on, we'll get back to that. A perverse man spreads dissension, and a gossip divides close friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him down a path that is not good. He who winks his eye devises perversity. He who purses his lips is bent on evil. Gray hair is a crown of glory. Thank you, God, for saying that. It is attained along the path of righteousness. So the more gray I get, the more righteous I get. So you see, it's kind of these proverbs that are just going back like, this is, don't do this. This is not cool. Like, don't do this. It's not good. Gossip separates close friends. A gossip is a person who's like trying to divide things up, trying to stir up, stir up trouble. My sister's like, uh, man, I probably shouldn't have said that stuff about Anna putting on weight. That's not cool. Like, what am I trying to do? Like, what am I trying to do? What kind of a person am I trying to be? I'm Sister Bear. I'm not a bad person. So the next day, she's going to the playground, and she sees her friends, Lizzie and Susie, walking on up ahead, and she runs to catch up with them, but then she overhears them talking, and they're talking about her. And Lizzie is saying that uh, Anna told Lizzie that Sister got her spelling quiz back from Teacher Jane and that she got a 60% a very poor on it. And Sister is stunned. She's like, a 60% very poor? I got a 70% fair. And I like that sister got a step. She didn't get a great grade on it. Since it's not great, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not a sixty percent. It's not a. It's not a bad grade. It's just it's just a fair grade. But I like that sister is appalled, and her friends are talking about her behind her back. And she's so upset that she can't even. She doesn't even go up to him. She just waits till they walk off, and then she just hides behind a tree. And brother's like, "What are you doing hiding behind a tree?" Because he's going off to play with Fred. And she's like, "I don't want my friends to see me because they were gossiping about me, and now I feel bad." And brother, being a good brother, being a great brother, we love Brother Bear. Remember, brother is our MVP of all the books. Across across continuities, he's an MVP. Okay, in the in the chapter books, we have to remember that he is a completely ineffectual person. He refuses to take action. He is the Hamlet of the books. Won't take action until he has to. But otherwise, he is our MVP. And he says to his little sister, who he loves, who's a great little girl, he says, I'm sorry. Why don't you come along with me and play catch with Fred? He invites her along. He sees that his sister is upset and invites her along. He doesn't try to fix her problem. He gives her sympathy and love, invites her along to play. We stand a brother bear. We stand brother bear. Good brother. Doesn't even make a big deal about it. Doesn't try to give her a solution. Doesn't try to, he doesn't try to fix anything. He just says, 
You need sympathy right now. Come with me. We'll deal with this later. Of course, they go to the playground and her friends are there. Her friends, who are acting like weasels. They're not acting like weasels. They are being very nice. They're like, hey, sister, come join us on the swings. Sister gets furioso. And she starts yelling to brother and Fred. You know what I heard about Lizzie? I heard she's a big silly dope. My goodness. And Fred's like, what are you talking about? And then she yells, you know what I heard about Susie? I heard she's a funny face noodle brain. His brother's like, what's happening? Where am I? What world is this? What, what planet? What's happening? Hello? What is going on? Lizzie and Susie jump off this, launch themselves at sister. Why are you saying that about us? We thought you were our best friend. Sister's like, I thought you were my best friend. I heard you gossiping about me on the way over here. And they're like, oh, yeah, our bad. I'm sorry. Sister is immediately okay. Boom. She's like, that's all right. Uh, I just don't think we should gossip about anyone. And they were like, you know what? You're right. Sister Bear, quick to anger, quick to forgive. Good Sister Bear. Sister Bear gives them a taste of their own medicine. They're like, our bad. We didn't mean to. But And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool of Sister Bear. She could stay mad. She could be like, you were still gossiping. I was just teaching you a lesson, but you were literally, have you, has this been going on for a long time? But instead, she's just like, let's just say from now on, we're not going to gossip about our friends. Still going to gossip about Queenie McBear, though. Still going to gossip about too tall. It's not our friends. And you know what? That's fine. Again, Elizabeth Olsen. So then Fred says, as it says in the Bible, the tongue also is a fire. And sister's like, what do you, what, what? And he's all, I just mean that gossip is like playing with fire. You burnt. He doesn't say that. He says, you can get burned. And uh, so this is in a section from James the third, not the podcaster, but, uh, but the, the book, James th- number three. James three says, what is James 3? James 3 says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Hold on, I'm getting there. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he's a perfect man. He's able to control his whole body. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can guide the whole animal. And consider ships as well. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot is inclined. In the same way, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it boasts of great things. Consider how a small how small a spark sets a great forest ablaze. The tongue is also a fire, a world of wickedness among the parts of the body. It pollutes the whole person, sets the course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And then it talks about how, how you should also, oh, you know, but that same tongue can you be used to bless, bless the Lord and curse men who have been made in God's likeness. So you can use your tongue for blessing and cursing, basically. Uh, and, and, then, and then it's like, don't, but we shouldn't do that. Because you can't have salt water and fresh water in the same spring. You can't grow olives from a fig tree. You can't, you know, so just use your tongue for goodness. Use your tongue for good things, basically. So Fred oversimplifies that he's like, ah, your tongue is like a fire. You can get burned. Not really what they're saying. What the, what the Bible is saying is, even though your tongue is a small thing, the tiniest spark can set a forest ablaze. So use your tongue for good things. And it's a good message. You know, you can't have salt water and fresh water from the same spring. If, if you, if, because the, the salt pollutes the fresh water. So if you're using your tongue for evil, 
and saying bad things, that's really what all that's going to end up mattering in the long run is the garbage that comes out of your mouth. So don't use your mouth for garbage. Uh, use it for good things. Use it to spread positivity. Use it to be a good person. Uh, and then brother's like, let's all play ball and girls against boys. And so they decide to play ball. And of course, the girls win because after all, it was three against two. I like that. <laughs> they, they win. But, you know, there's a little bit of a, a caveat at the end. It's three kids against two kids playing baseball, which makes no sense. And that's the end of the Gossip Gang. Uh, should I do activities and questions or should I do Mark, Mike's letter first? I'll do uh, the activities and questions. My favorite part of these books. And I got to get to work soon. Uh, activities and questions from, from brother and sister. T talk about it. Have you ever heard someone gossiping or talking about someone else? Yes, of course. Of course I have. Have you ever gossiped about someone else? Yes, of course, of course I have. I'm a human being. I'm a weak-willed human being. I've gossiped about people. How'd that make you feel? Made me feel pretty good. Made me feel pretty good, but it also made me feel pretty bad. Uh, once in high school, I gossiped about a girl in my class who I did not know. She was just in my class. Uh, I pulled a sister bear, and I made fun of the way she looked. Uh, I made fun of the way she looked to another guy in my class who was uh, who was not even really good friends with me, but I was trying to kind of become good friends with him, and I thought I could get there by making fun of this girl. And he turned to me, and he said... Yeah, but she's a really nice person. And I was immediately ashamed. Um, and this is a true story. I was immediately ashamed. And I realized that I was, my peers in my theater program, we basically bonded by making fun of people who are not part of our group. Like That was a huge part of our, our bonding, was being mean about other people. And if you left our group, you were the subject of intense ridicule. And that was the moment that that clicked for me, that that was what we were doing. Uh, I made fun of a girl and was not chastised for it. Just the guy just was like, okay, but she's a really nice person. Like, that's literally what he said to me. And it was like getting doused in cold water. And from that moment on, I won't say I stopped gossiping, but when I did gossip, I remembered that guy. I can't even remember his name, but I remember his face, and I remember him saying that. And that has stuck with me, like, my entire life, obviously. Uh... And what made Sister uncomfortable when she thought about what she had said about her friend Anna? Um, she's making fun of a person for the way they look, and there is no good that comes out of that. I think is she realizes that Anna is actually her friend, and why would she? Why would making fun of her friend make her feel better? Like there's something broken in that in that transaction, and I think Sister is starting to realize that that is a that is a transaction that is purely chemical, but logically doesn't make any sense and isn't constructive in any way. Why is gossiping wrong? If you have some news about someone that you would like to talk about, what are options besides gossip? Well, first of all, um, I think gossiping can be wrong because, it, again, it disseminates false information. Uh, it is used in this context to simply sow discord and hurt other people. Um, if you have news about someone you, you would like to talk about, um, I would say check yourself and make sure you won't, it's, it's an important thing to talk about. Say, we, say you're concerned about someone. Uh, that you might think they're they are harming themselves or are heading down a path that makes you uncomfortable. Um, are you trying to come up with a solution and help a person? Uh, are you trying to address something that needs to be addressed? That needs to be uh, that that if it continues the way it's continuing, that person could end up in a bad place. Or are you know did you find out that a person is trying to do something positive and you're trying to figure out a way to help them, but you're not sure if. You should broach it with them. So, so as a person is like, I heard so-and-so is going to go on a trip. 
maybe I would like to, you know, like buy them a little going away present or something. Like maybe that's what you're trying to do. Is it, is, are you trying to do something constructive or are you trying to do something potentially destructive? I think that's a good question to ask. Does it matter? Uh, are you simply trying to make yourself feel better or does, does something about the way this person is behaving actually confuse you? And you're trying to see if you are interpreting their actions correctly or not. Uh, are you trying to gain some sort of perspective on another person's actions that are rubbing you the wrong way? Um, are you literally legitimately trying to do that or are you simply trying to make yourself boost yourself up by making another person look bad? These are all little subtle questions. Um, and is this something that can be addressed simply by asking the person about it? Like just directly addressing the person. Hey, you know, but if you don't feel comfortable with that, if you don't, and if you don't feel comfortable talking to a person about it, do you really need to know in the first place? These are all little questions you can ask yourself. Uh, is it ever okay to talk about other people? Of course it is. We talk about other people all the time. Uh, but again, just make sure that I would say that you're doing it for reasons beyond just trying to spread disinformation. Of course, if it's like someone like Elizabeth Olsen, if it's a celebrity, and that's like your thing you do with your friends, you gossip about celebrities or you know people who are, you know, I'm not going to like spank you for it. Like that's just what people do. Just make sure you're not filling your days with negativity. Like, over don't balance it out with good things. Overwhelm it with good things. If you if you gossip a little bit, make sure that you're also talking about good things. Like salt and water and fresh water. Come on. Like make sure that your mouth is mostly spitting out spitting out positive bars, not negative bars. People. So get out and do it. What can you do? Well, be positive. That's you know be positive. Be careful what you say about others. Awesome. Cut out about twenty constructive. Can we Cut out about 20 construction paper bees. What? And cover a jar with brown paper to look like a hive. Huh? For one week, every time you feel like talking about someone in a gossipy way, take a bee, write a good thing about that person on it, place it in the jar. And I kind of like this. I kind of like the, the the idea of like, if you're going to say something bad about someone, stop. Think about something good about them. I don't know about the bees in the jar. Maybe that's a cool thing to do. I don't have the time or the patience to do that. And what do you do with all the bees at the end of the week? I don't know. But that thing of like, flip it. As soon as you're going to say something negative about a person, stop. Think a positive thing to say about that person. If you're going to write to a person, oh, God, can you, Matt, can you believe what someone said? To stop. Think of something positive they've done. Do you still want to say something negative about that person? Think about it. Get out and do it. Two, as a family, talk about someone that needs your, okay, well, this is, this goes beyond my family. Talk about someone that needs your prayers or good thoughts. Good thought. That is a good kind of talking about someone. Uh, then as a family, pray together for that person asking for God to guide and bless it. We, we don't, it says bless him too. It's like, obviously it's a dude. Uh, we don't pray as a family. We're not a religious family. I'm not a religious person. Uh, also, uh, you know, we're primarily a Jewish family. Um, uh, we don't sit around having prayer groups or anything and we don't go to temple. So we don't, like, I know that at temple, it's like, okay, we we're, you know, we're keeping these people in our thoughts and prayers. We don't do tend to do that as a family, but I do think it's, you know, breaking it down to its basis, you know, basic motivations, which is when you're sitting around as a family, think of someone who needs your help. Think of someone who needs some positive thoughts and talk about what you can do to help. Um, talk about people who are trying, who are struggling and, uh, and don't just gossip about them. Is there a constructive thing you can do? Uh, uh, there's a lot going on right now in the world and there's a lot of organizations you can donate to. Um, LGBTQ kids in Florida are under attack. Uh, trans and LGBTQ kids in Texas are uh, under attack. There are organizations you can donate to to help them. That is something constructive you can do. Uh, there is literal war going on uh, in uh, Ukraine, 
and there are organizations you can donate to. Um, and I will include some of those links in the show description. So if you feel like you don't want to just talk, you want to actually take action, uh, go to the show description, this episode's description, and click those links. Uh, throw a few bucks their way. Uh, every little bit counts when you're helping out. Uh, put your money where your mouth is. And, uh, and I mean, that's really all I have to say about that. I am no expert on anything, but I do know where I like to donate, and I will include those links. Uh, but now, on to the letter. Uh, so I did write to Mike, and I was like, hey, what's the deal with the two titles? And I got back a fascinating response from Mike. He says it's simple. Gossip Gang didn't sell very well. And he says that all book series have winners and losers. That's the nature of publishing. And from a long-term business point of view, the important factor is that books sell well enough to stay in print. As long as that is the case, a book can be viewed as commercially successful. But of course, everyone involved, so Mike, the publishers, the agency, want all books to be big bestsellers. The Zondervan Living Lights line had some standout bestsellers. The Golden Rule, Kindness Counts, Joy of Giving, The Easter Story, which we're getting to, and some that you couldn't give away with a free toaster. Get Involved, Biggest Brag, Keep the Faith, Blessed are the Peacemakers. Sometimes it seems clear weak sales had to do with the subject matter. In general, Berenstain Bear titles that sell the best tend to fall into four categories. Old favorites, The Big Honey Hunt, Spooky Old Tree, etc. Holiday themes, Funny Valentine, The Easter Story, Go on a Ghost Walk, etc. Popular subjects, Dinosaur Dig, New Pup, We Love Trucks, etc. Or Problem Solvers and Lesson Teachers, Golden Rule, Forgiving Tree, Do the Right Thing, and many, many more going back to all the classic first-time books like Forget Their Manners and Get the Gimmies. Sometimes, though, books intended to be problem solvers or lesson learners don't sell. In some cases, on reflection, uh, this is Mike talking, I've concluded these books address subjects that were of concern and interest to me, but not, it turned out, to everyone else. Get Involved is a case in point. To me, teaching children to get involved in community service, helping others, showing love and care for neighbors is of pressing concern. But it turns out, surprise, surprise, an awful lot of Americans don't feel that way. Gossip Gang also appeared to fall into this category, which disappointed and irritated me. I wanted to believe the problem with the book was not that people are okay with gossip and don't want a book that teaches children about its negative effects, but that the problem was with the title, that Gossip Gang suggested a book that in some way encouraged or condoned gossip, that winked at gossip or presented it as naughtily cute and mischievous. So I suggested to Zondervan we change the title to remove the possibility of such a misinterpretation. They agreed and re-released it as The Truth About Gossip. On its re-release, it did experience a temporary bump up in its sales, but it soon reverted to its old weak sales pattern relative to the other titles. So I was wrong. The problem wasn't with the title, it was with the subject matter. People apparently don't think malicious gossip is a pressing issue that children need to be educated about. In retrospect, why should I have thought otherwise? Malicious gossip and worse, outright slander and lies is the current all-American pastime. And uh, I do like when Mike gets on his soapbox. I do enjoy it. Um, I will say, too, that Mike has also addressed the fact, he didn't in this letter, but he's addressed the fact that certain topics are, and this is like a lose a friend, are simply subjects that people don't turn to the Berenstain Bears for. Like if they're going to teach about a specific thing, they'll frequently turn to books that directly address, like not to the Berenstain Bears line, but to, uh, but to they'll they'll go to like the the like the like educate your kids section of the bookstore and find books about that. Uh, and he also talked about he also talks about you know just the spinner rack situation where a book just has to grab you on the spinner rack. And, you know, or, the, or on the bookshelf. And, uh, you know, it just could just be that truth about gossip just wasn't what people were looking for. Um, it's interesting. The, because 
This book came out in two different eras. The sister bear on the cover of The Truth About Gossip is drawn in a different style than the Lizzie and Susie. They're not in the original cover, but because he just imported the original sister bear over, it's a different art style. It's very telling. Like it's a very different art style than the original, than the Gossip Gang. Uh, but as you can probably tell from my talking about this, I enjoy this book a lot. I like this book. I think it teaches some good lessons about gossip. I think at the back has some really good questions about gossip. Uh, and I think it has a good message, which is be positive. And uh, that Bible quote about the salt water and the fresh water, it's telling. It's a good, I like this Living Lights book a lot. It's It's got, it's, it's a very good point. Um, so I'm going to actually give this the rare fill stamp of not only approval, but maybe just buy it. Like maybe... This is an actual recommendation to go out and buy this book. Even if you're not a religious family, uh, it's just kind of good stuff about gossip, about gossiping. And remember, if you learn nothing else, um, Elizabeth Olsen doesn't care about you. Elizabeth Olsen does not care about you. If you die, I understand that she'll throw a party. I'm kidding. That's just gossip. That's just the hottest gossip. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the show just by telling people to listen to it. Uh, if you enjoy listening to me talk about other things, you can listen to my podcasts. It's Del Toro time. I believe this week we are releasing an episode on Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits, a Del Toro favorite. And uh, over on Pizza Toast, Christy Admiral and I are discussing the George and Nicholson series, the series that begins with Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. I believe we are about to discuss the movie, and then we'll be going on to the entire 10-book Georgia Nicholson series. Uh, so tune into that over on Pizza Toast. Otherwise, you can find me at BaronstainBearCast.org. You can find me on Twitter at BStainBearCast. If you like the show, throw me a comment. You know, Go to Twitter and say hi. I would love to hear from you. We have a Facebook page, too. Just I usually just post the episodes there. Sometimes I post a live broadcast. I'll, I'll, I'll do my episode on video. Uh, there's a YouTube channel I have that if you just search Deep in Bear Country on YouTube, you can find a few of the episodes. Just me. So you can watch my lips move, I guess is why you would want to do that. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you so much for being awesome. Don't gossip. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen doesn't love you. And I'll see you all next time deep in Bear Country.